Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, <laughs> my people, welcome back to Rants of a Christian Millennial. As you can see, I am still perfecting my DMX voice. <laughs> it's your girl, Onyinye, and welcome back, guys. It's so awesome to be back on here. What is popping? What is going on with you guys? I have been good. I have been fine, just chilling, you know, enjoying this time that I'm getting to be alone, you know, to figure things out. But today, which is the reason why you're here, I know you're not here to hear me talk about what's going on in my life. I know you're here to know what the next rant is about, and that is what I am here for. We are all here for that, guys. Today's rant is going to be on... The Love is Blind episode. Yes, guys, this is what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about Love is Blind. I don't know how many of you watched that show, but Love is Blind is a show that aired on Netflix about a bunch of hot, really hot singles that started dating each other without seeing each other. And after dating, they proposed. After proposing, they got married. So when I first heard about this episode on social media, I was like, ah, too much hype. I really don't want to do it because I don't do pop culture and I don't do reality TV shows. But I think I watched my sister watch it and I was like, you know what? This seems interesting. Let me just give it a shot. So I did that and I was like, wow, this is so insane. And the first thing that came to my mind is when I have a podcast, I want to do an episode on this. I want to gather a bunch of people and just trash this thing out. And that is exactly what I have done for today's episode. I've got the coolest people, the coolest, most opinionated people I know on this entire planet. And we're trashing this thing together. And I want you guys to listen in on this tea and just be like our audience and just you know hear what we have to say and what we think about the show it's going to be fun it's going to be like crazy but it's also very it's going to be very very informative so guys kick back relax and enjoy the show and i will see you later bye I have the coolest, most opinionated people on the planet with me. Um, I'm so glad that they took time to do this. Guys, it was so crazy to be able to get this. In the first recording, our audio was lost. So this is the second time. And by God's grace, this is going to go smoothly. I'm so pumped up and excited for this episode because the second time is always a charm. All right? <laughs> so with me, I have... Guys, make some noise, man. Make some noise for the one from. What do you mean? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh. Okay, so first off, I have Samuel Kudaji. If you would just introduce ourselves, yourself. Jeff Jimbo. Okay, so I'm Sam, I'm Kudaji, um, some know me as um, Chef Dilo, because uh, I cook. Yeah, Shawarma. Make some bomb sea tacos, you know. Hey, um, you know that. What about your Shawarma? Tell them about your Shawarma, don't be shy. Yeah, it's bomb though. Like, I've switched it to tacos now. It's, it's tacos yeah. now. 
second that, it was lit. <laughs> I know you doubted it when I was, I was like, I'm coming to make, I'm coming to make Sharma your house. But, I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> I'm just glad it worked out. So let's not talk about that. <laughs> Mercy. Yeah, and I'm, um, dope, I'm glad to be here, you know, and share my opinion about this interesting topic. Just love blind. Let's find out. Yes, we will. All right, Abiola, take the floor. Oh hi guys! Um, I think I've already. You guys have met me before. Yeah, we, I think. We met you. But yeah, it's me again. You. I'm back and I'm better. And hey. um, stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Francisca. Oh yeah. Give it Hello. The African princess has arrived. Um, Hello. Hello. Can you not hear me? I can hear you. Okay, you scared me. <laughs> But hi guys, African Princess is here. Thanks Onye for making this possible. I know it's been a little crazy with me, but yeah, thanks. And I can't wait to talk about this topic. Yay. So after we have introduced everybody, now let's introduce the topic. So I don't know how many people have watched. I feel like the entire world has watched this show. This love is show but if you haven't watched it disclaimer stop this podcast and go and watch it because this is going to be filled with a lot of spoilers yeah so the love is blind tv show is about a bunch of huts with emphasis on very attractive and hot singles that get together and mm-hmm. they start talking to each other it was like a social experiment so they start talking to each other without seeing each other in something called pods and after that when they propose then they go for like a vacation and then they start to leave together and get married in three weeks. So at first, that two things I do not do. I do not do reality shows and I do not do pop culture. But I thought this had a very, very interesting concept. So I decided to watch it. And man, when I started watching it, I was like, this is an entire mess. <laughs> this is a mess. This is dysfunctional. And I love it. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about it. And we're going to start by what did you guys think about the show in your opinion what were your general thoughts on the show um Biola will go for we'll start with you I mean um I I think it was brilliant I think whoever thought up the idea was a very smart person I think that it's a very unique tv show like you know how there are a lot of reality shows and all of them pretty much do the same thing I thought that yeah. this was a unique approach um and I was excited well initially I was not really excited for the show but then um, a friend of mine, a sister to a friend, actually put me onto it. Um, and I initially went in to watch it for the drama because Runa season can make you do anything. So Runa make you do everything. <laughs> I went in to go for drama because I needed some drama in my life because nothing was happening, you know? Yeah, because Runa is not drama enough. <laughs> I ended up having, I mean, I ended up learning a lot, to say the least. I, uh-huh. I learned so much and I am excited to talk about it. But I wonder why yeah. you Okay, so for me, you got me onto it because you didn't need to watch it, and I did. Um, <laughs> it's an interesting concept because um, the idea of it is trying to eliminate um, that initial attraction that comes with seeing someone attractive or someone who's the type, basically, you know, and just go off based on just. Um, your communication, which is very important, a very important component of a relationship or bonding or connecting or vibing or whatever it is. 
Uh, I think for the most part, that's where the vibe is. When you talk about vibe in a relationship, is the communication. You know, so eliminating um, this physical attraction, which, for example, Tinder is this for. For Tinder, you see the person, it's like, do I want to talk to this person? You know, and then like left or right. It doesn't matter whether they're like the most boring person. If they're good looking enough, they might get a chance. You know, but for this show, it's saying that without seeing the person, can you connect to someone? And can you sustain that connection once you see the person? It was an interesting um, concept. Like, yeah. I like yeah. I think it was like, for example, like you guys, this damn person put me on, he set me up with a dating app, right? And so for me, I was like, for me, I don't know, I didn't know it was hard for me to be with that's people, why. To talk with people on that. Sam said he was trying to help my ministry. I was like, you know what, you got me, uh-uh, that's fine. She don't need so, it. She needs your sister. She don't need you. But honestly, but I found it very strange because it was like it was. I kept feeling like someone was going to catfish me. So like, I couldn't. <laughs> like I couldn't imagine what it would feel like for someone for you to not even talk to someone that you have never met before. At least with dating apps, you can see the person's picture. But I kept feeling paranoid. I kept telling me, I don't know about this man. <laughs> I can't be catfished. This person's. I was very shady. I was so <laughs> Did it work out? Well, I, that's I what I really want to know. Mine was a social experiment, so I deleted the app. I'm going to, <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I'm going to do an entire podcast on that. You guys stay tuned, all right? <laughs> oh my goodness. But Cisco, what do you think, man? What's your opinion on this show? Um, I actually enjoyed the show. I'm more of a reality, even though I know how it ends. I know there's so much drama. I just like it. So, I mean, this was a little bit different because I didn't really expect there to be people that, like, after a while, yeah, so after a while that they still made it. So I think that's one thing that I enjoyed about the show, that although, like, it was a reality TV show, people actually came out being successful mm-hmm. in it. So oh, yeah. I think that's one thing I really liked about it. Yeah, that's, that's a word. For that's, now. That's, Kudashi's for talking now. about for now. What you mean? Kudashi, what you talking What you mean? How are you going to say for now for somebody? What? Don't be that way. Don't be the bearer of bad news. Maybe some of those things that we don't know. Yeah, yeah maybe. Mm, mm. Don't do us. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. So do you guys think, what major roles do you guys, and I'm just going to throw it out there. Whoever wants to pick it up will just take it. But what major role do you think plays in the relationship? Do you think it's emotional attraction and intellectual attraction that makes a better role in a relationship or physical attraction? Because these people were able to just like, some people were able to like hit off and connect with each other just in an emotional attraction, right? But then when some of them met the people that they connected, they were like, (laughs) I wasn't expecting this, you know? You know, this is not who I thought I was going to be with. So what do you guys think? What plays a major role, emotional attraction or both in a relationship? I'll say both of them play a role, but like if you're asking for the one that plays the major role, um, obviously, there's a place for physical attraction. There's a place for emotional attraction. There's a place for intellectual attraction, whatever. But I think what makes, what plays the most, the major role, honestly, I think is 
some sort of uh, like like Sam would call it some sort of a vibing thing Mm -hmm. because it's like yeah I can be physically attracted to you but if I'm going to spend eternity with you like we have to agree (laughs) you know what I mean we have to agree we have to somehow be able to communicate we have to be able to understand each other's psychology you know and if that doesn't work if that doesn't happen then it doesn't matter how pretty you are or how handsome you are like I think that the most important would be the emotional connection obviously but I, I don't know that everybody shares the same sentiments. For me, Sha, that's my own. Yeah, I I agree with you, Biola. Honestly, I can't say um, what I feel like is better because sometimes I feel like maybe one day I might be more emotionally attracted to you than, than the next day. It's more physical, you know, depending on my mood sometimes. But with my thing, I feel like both of them do play a factor but i feel like when you first meet someone it's not the emotional it's more of the physical over time then that emotional pack um part becomes um like a factor of it and it is a vibe like of course why would you get married to someone you can't vibe with like and one thing that um a couple once told me is like you have to get used to like after like you guys are together and things like that it's like what what is going to keep you guys going you know if you guys are not like connected or there you know it's like the looks yeah they'll last even sometimes they even make jokes like yeah the girl's body looks good right now in her teens but then when she gets older it's like everything drops that's what they say nothing is tight anymore <laughs> Nothing it is what it is anymore. So yeah, if you go into a relationship where you go into something just believing in just one part of it, then you're gonna be highly disappointed at the end. So I think both of them plays a factor in it. But I mean, you just have to choose which one. I feel like it's it's a balance. I would say. Yeah, yeah, balance balance makes a whole lot of sense. Sam, uh, there's a lot to say here. I mean, obviously. I would say that um, emotional connection is important for longevity, 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 yeah. longevity, because mm-hmm. um, I believe that for the most part, physical attraction is is just for the beginning and for moments in between. Um, but for what is going to sustain the relationship is emotional connection, and like I said, the vibe. So definitely for long term, emotional connection. I- which, which is built of communication is much more important. Um, but like I've said many times, you know, the whole <laughs> make sure that, you know, the person is attractive physically to you so that when you yeah. wake up in the morning, you can say, thank you, Jesus, not oh, Jesus, you know. <laughs> that is very important. Um, but of course, I mean, there are people who have, it also comes to type, right? Somebody could be handsome or beautiful and the person is just not a type. And so, yeah. but somehow you manage to work with it if the person, if you connect with the person emotionally on some level. Mm-hmm. Not everybody, of course, but I've, I've met yeah. people who, who say that he's not my type or he's not my type physically. Um, yeah. But eventually they get on with the program, quote unquote, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. they just have a certain connection that they cannot give up, you know, and they feel like it's worth yeah. it. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because the, you just mentioned this about type and we're just going to kick it off and just go right into the couples because it just made, reminded me about 
Jessica, aka Messica. I don't think she's ever going to outlive that name in this entire in this <laughs> lifetime. Messica. <laughs> Messica. There's no way. So guys, a quick rundown about this Miss Licker. Yeah. <laughs> so Jessica. I feel, I think that for Jessica, so Jessica and Mark, Jessica had this, I think she had this idea of what she wanted for a partner and Mark didn't quite like meet the cut. And I think when she was thinking about what she wanted, she was thinking on a more like physical, like superficial type point of view. Cause she kept talking about how, oh, um, Mark is too young for her. But Burnett was, Burnett, who she was like, Right. so crazy about was just like four years younger than mark right so let's talk about this a little bit like what do you guys think about four Jessica years older right four years older yeah because yeah because yeah, barnett was 28 and mark was 24 and in yeah. my opinion mark acted more mature and more decisive than barnett did but what did you guys think um this whole jessica and mark dynamic <laughs> I think it's the issue of um, falling in love with an idea of someone on both of their parts. I think that Jessica fell in love with the idea of having um, of a certain type of man. I rewatched the show and even before they met each other, even before they, she met Mark or Jessica, she's already mentioned that this is the type of guy I like. I need someone that's athletic because, you know, she says, in her words, I am athletic, so I need someone that's athletic. Um, she she also kid, though. It's like like and, okay she's she's okay let's not go into that let's not talk about her physics but like she basically already came into the show looking for someone that's athletic basically right and yeah. so she fell in love with this idea that one day she's gonna end up with an athletic guy that maybe loves god um i, I shouldn't even say loves god because um the show on definitely i mean and this is like the rights of a christian millennial right um, yeah. Their definition of Christianity was very skewed. It got me thinking, um, um, am I overdoing it? You know, am I overdoing it? Um, I think there was a point in time um, in the show where Jessica had basically told Mark that she wanted to raise her kids in a Christian home or something of that sort. And she goes, yeah, that's effing cool. And I'm like, oh, okay. There are <laughs> levels to this. There are really levels to this. He goes, that's effing cool. I have a tattoo of like a cross and you know, there's an open part on the tattoo where I'm gonna put my kid's name in. I like that type of stuff. I like like religion. He literally said that he likes like, he wants to raise his kids up in a religious home. And so I, I realized right there and then that for some people like Christianity is the religion of it, you know, not necessarily the faith or trying to, but that's another conversation altogether. I think that both of them fell in love with the idea of being with somebody, Mark especially, honestly, the entire show, I was vexing for Mark because I was just Mark, like, this Mark, one. Mark, this meal. Like, me. you, everybody and their mothers, everybody and their eyebrows can see that this girl does not like you, but he was faithful till the end. And I was like, what is this nonsense? Like, I can't do this. It's annoying me. And so I think both of them just came with this idea. And then they, they imposed those ideas on the people they were with. Yeah. Um, they came into the relationship wanting to so for example mark he came into the relationship wanting to be loved wanting to be appreciated wanting to be someone's king and so the minute somebody gave him attention he's like yep that's the girl that's the girl i'm gonna stick with and i'm gonna love her and she loves me i'm going to love her to the point where you go and propose to her like how how mm. especially anyway we'll talk about i don't know those two people they they trigger me <laughs> let me just leave it at that 
So, like, Kudaji, and, like, I'm just going to pick up from, piggyback off Biola, and, like, do you think that it was Mark's desperation just to find someone that drove him to do some of the, like, to still remain in, her, in, a, in a relationship that was, even at that time, was potentially, like, emotionally abusive for him? Because some of the things Jessica did, and I was like, this girl, you're wrong. She, like, every single time, it was like every moment she found she tried to undermine his age, his masculinity. There was a time she came and she was like, she went into his room and she was like, oh, is that your um, little cute college history book? He was like, no, that's my training manual or whatever. Or then there were times where, the time where she was like, oh, I think Bennett is hot and sexy. Like, how do you do that to a man? How do you do that to anybody? You have a frigging fiance or fiance or whatever it's talking about. And you say that to someone and you say, oh, I was just drunk. And yeah. she said that to him in his bed. In his bed. Him. So, <laughs> what do you think, Kodaji? Do you think he was just like, it was, he was just so desperate? And do you think, des- what do you think desperation can do to people to just be found and find first, someone? First of all, I don't think Mark was desperate. He was just trying to be matured. Um, you think? Yeah, he wasn't, de- he's 24, he wasn't desperate. We're trying. He was trying to be matured in a sense that he knew that it was the whole thing. We all knew it was off. And that, I think, that is why I would comment Jessica for saying no at the wedding, you know, she, cause if she had said yes, Mark would go ahead. And then I know. I'm so sad. It would have been a sad life. Exactly. So I'm, I'm, at least I respect her for like seeing, you know, what everybody else okay, was yeah. doing. I give and that. that, Hey, yeah, I can't really do this, you know, cause you, you don't deserve it. You know, Jessica has been immature the whole time, but that was the one time she actually like, you know, stepped up and did something right. You know, and for Mark, like I said, I don't think it was just, we're just trying to do the right thing in his eyes and he thought that you know it doesn't really matter if someone finds another person attractive i mean i would love you i'm sure you love me but let's do this that's how i thought you know and i'm glad that you know jessica like said no eventually because she saved him in that sense she really did in fact i feel like i never saw like that, like that one she really saved him because she saved him yeah Shiska, what do you think? My thing with all this is like, when we talk about type, it's weird because yeah, I've had moments in my life that like someone meets my type, but when I got to know them, they weren't what I thought they were. And I feel like with Jessica, like even though Mark did not meet her type, the love could have still came later on, but it's like she was still stuck on the physical part of it that even though like, he wasn't her type, which was like Barnett. Like the love should have still been there a little, but it wasn't. Which is weird because I feel like sometimes, yeah, like I don't have to say it, but like you can fall for someone that's typically not your type. It's still mm-hmm. possible to happen, but it was like even though like he met a certain part of her, like he met a criteria, the physical part was still not her type, and I feel like. It sounds it sounds too spiritual, but it was so carnal of her because it was like he so met- break that word carnal down. Let us break the word carnal, okay? <laughs> You're not being spiritual about. I don't know how to say, but it was like she didn't think the far tense of it. It was just like the moment, like you didn't meet this box, so that's it. So mm-hmm. it's it's weird because I feel like there are two things when it comes to types. Like she still could have been like she liked him um, emotionally and 
things like that. So it's like, I feel like she still could have given him a chance, even though he didn't meet her type. So it's kind of weird. Yeah, I feel, I don't know how the... Do you think if she had more time? You think if she had more time? Because it was just like, or maybe if the show had ended and it was like they really got to know each other without others being around, maybe maybe something else might have happened but i was like i feel like because of the like how everything was being ran i feel like she felt like oh at this point everyone is with someone but he doesn't meet what i want so i feel like also seeing the influence around her made her like kind of feel some way towards him but if like it was just one-on-one and they really got to know each other maybe you never know dang girl this thing you just said just really opened up something else like i want us to like really like touch real quick before we move on to the other couples do you think there's something to being pressured because like there was something you said you said that maybe it's because she said that everybody was finding someone but that's why she went with him do you think there's something to feeling pressured by like let's say for example like you're a single girl and you see like almost everybody in your community almost everybody in your church they're getting like somebody <laughs> in your choir in your choir <laughs> and it makes you do like Desperate things like go and try like dating apps that you've never tried on before. You go see some really sketchy people. Do you think there's something to like? Do you think there's something that pressure does to make people do what they don't want to do? Absolutely. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm going to talk about this one because I have felt this pressure firsthand um, in my life. I am in a season in my life where I am currently watching everybody around me get into relationships. I'm not like fluffy relationships but meaningful relationships that Mm -hmm. potentially end in marriage they have what we call beloveds which is what people call fiances now right Mm -hmm. and so i'm in this thing where it's like i'm working with these people i'm living with them um and i am moving around with them but then they all seem to be in a relationship and one of the things that i noticed just as just being myself is that um everybody starts to give you the side eye Mm-hmm. people that i've never ever spoken to about relationship before and now coming to come and meet me talking about oh are you seeing someone <laughs> <laughs> when would you see someone how old are you again mm-hmm. um my mother um i know that I, I i love my mother from the bottom of my heart and i know she means well you know but the pressure that i've been getting from her is the one i think that affects me the most because it's implicit so she'll never come and be like Bella, you need to get a husband like tomorrow she'll never do that but she's like eh so be like, I'm not talking to anybody yet. <laughs> okay, me, I'll wait so I'll be patient. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Legit say things like that. You know, if you had somebody to talk to, Nashibi, I will leave you and you can't talk to the person. Like, she'll say weird things like that. <laughs> and I, I'm sitting there like, I know she doesn't mean to put pressure on me, but things like that definitely put pressure on me. And honestly, I can't lie, but like it pressured me to even one day go and pick up like a dating app. When she was talking about this app that Sam introduced her to, I picked it up and I was like, okay, sure, let's join the dating app. I legit joined this thing for one night. So I was like, nah, not doing this. This is works for people though. It works for this people. This is absurd. Mm-hmm. Because I realized that everybody that was different topic off, for another day. Because even yeah, yeah. on scenes like Christian Mingos, people still get murdered. So it doesn't matter what type of dating okay. it is. Betty W, by the way, was a Christian app. My brother, yeah. Sam, he, he, he made sure he went to look for a Christian app. So it was a Christian app. 
Yeah, it could still be a Christian <laughs> app. Like, you can still be the spooky person on the, on the Christian app. Like, yeah, definitely. I mean, exactly. Like how Christianity Christianity differs from person to person. Like, people yeah, have I realized that the only people that were on that app were on that app to find people or the only people were only choosing me based on my physical looks. So if I didn't put a good picture, if I didn't put a good picture as my cover picture and by a good picture, I'm in a picture where I look like, oh, perfect doozy, uh, perfect daisy or whatever. If I didn't put a picture like that, like nobody would swipe right on me. I would swipe right on everybody. Like I actually swipe right on everybody. I was like, well, all of you guys, or is it left? Whichever one is the yes. Right. And then nobody, and then the minute I changed my cover picture to, because I think my first picture was a picture of me, um, of me hiking or something like that. Uh-huh. So nobody swiped right on me. And then I changed it to a cutesy picture of me, you know, one of those, you know, Snapchat pictures that you take that are absolutely fake, by the way. Um, I changed it to one of those. And now people are like swiping right on me talking about, oh, hey there. And I'm like, nah. 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 That I want. Like, like, it's nah. Easy. Like, 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 leave me alone. Like, that, that app lasted for one night. And I think that the only reason why I downloaded that app was because of not only the well, pressure. I, honestly, I was just pressured. The only reason I downloaded that app, I think, was because of pressure. And then I started convincing myself that I was only doing it because I wanted to see. You know, I wanted to keep my options open. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 but nah, it was because, like, the, it's almost like there's a clock. It's like time is going. Okay, mm-hmm. just letting you know you're turning 25 today. Now 2020 has been cancelled because of Rona season. You ain't even meeting nobody anymore. <laughs> you're not even in school anymore to say you're meeting somebody. It's just like there's just so much pressure, and if you're not careful, you make the wrong decisions. So I can see how someone would make a wrong decision because of pressure. Honestly, it makes sense yeah, to me. That's that's legit. That's like single girl dilemma, right there. Thank you so much for sharing, Viola. That's that that's i feel like that's something that a lot of like single ladies and single Anger. guys too yeah are you saying something francisca okay sure oh, but, real quick. yeah sorry yeah. i was saying dang girl that's that's hard that's hot out there yeah it's okay <laughs> it's okay We're, it's fine girl. yeah you get used to it the thing, the, the, the problem with pressure is people make it seem like the other side is glorified and nobody ever emphasizes the benefits of being on this side too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. when people try to pressure you to do something, say for example, someone's trying to pressure you to do drugs, they try to make it seem like, oh, you'd be cooler, da, 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 da. but nobody ever tells you, oh, you might become an addict, you might die. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever tells you that, you know, and nobody ever glorifies what it means to be, say for example, clean, you know. Um, I think that in the moments where people are pressured, you need to really remember like remember the benefits of where you are also because no place sure. no single place the grass is not green on the other side every work has that's grass. basically like working whatever season that you're in so if you're like exactly. in your single season if you're in like your engaged season if you're in like situationship season whatever season you're yeah. in like just finding a way to work it and find the best because like the grass is only green out with the way you work it People that have green grasses is because they actually right. attend to their lawns and stuff. They take care of their lawns. Not like the way we treat our own lawns in my house. I, I go around my neighborhood and I'm like, dang, this person has nice trees, nice bushes and stuff, but I don't care about bushes in my house. Like when they grow, my mom like starts screaming at us to get someone to come mow the lawn. We don't care about that. So it's just working whatever season you're in. Yeah. Guys, what do you think about Sister Gigi? 
and getting down on her knees to propose to her mans. Are you not proposing to your mans out here? Francisca, was this something that is you think you have done? We don't do that around here. My brother Rodriguez went down on his knees. Did you decide to go down on your knees? Like, okay, me too. I'm proposing. What's no. the deal? What do you guys think no. about someone maybe going down on her knees? I think honestly, Gigi scares me. Like, <laughs> she scares me in the fact that she kind of behaves weird. Like, I felt for her when she was telling her story. She was being bullied, blah blah blah. Yeah. But then she acts a little weird. So I'm like. Is it because of your behavior that we'll you give? <laughs> but apart from that, it's like, no, I wouldn't do it number one because I feel like there's something special about someone getting down a man, a man, because only a man would do that. Getting mm-hmm. down on his knees and proposing to you. It's like mm-hmm. you're the one. It's like him saying you're the one he wants to spend the rest of his life with and he's saying no to other people. So it's like there's just something so humble about you doing that so for a girl to do that i feel like you're number one forcing a guy to recognize your worth number one Mm -hmm. and also it's like you're forcing a guy to do something he's not ready for so yeah it's just a no but he was ready he he did propose to her so he was ready to he did but it's like i either they just wanted to be more dramatic because i know y'all heard that dramatic noise at the background when she was doing all that (laughs) i know y'all heard that but I feel like it was just for drama purposes because I don't know. And maybe there might be something wrong with the girl because in real life, they're still not married. So it's like, what's going they're on? They're dating though. Yeah, they, they yeah, said they're, they're trying to know each other and get to know. She had it's a lot like, of drama in that No, show. but he said that like until he feels like she's ready. They've been together more than a year. That's even after the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be a lot of power struggle in that relationship because the girl just does not know when to stand down. I feel like after the guy has proposed, that's definitely a time to stand down. Like, like I understand her whole 2020 woman, blah, 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 blah. I understand all of that. But I think her point basically was, oh, he proposed to me. I also have to ask him like, if he wants to marry me. But if he's proposing to you, he's not going to propose to you unless he wants to marry you. You know what I mean? That's so you doing that, I think, first of all, it undid what he did. Um, and I think also, like, it was very awkward because this poor guy was waiting for a yes. At least say yes first. You know what I mean? The poor guy was waiting for a yes. And then next thing he hears is get up. I'm like, bro. <laughs> like, get up. Sal, what do you think about this? You have got here. What's, what's like your take? My heart, and then they, they made that a cliffhanger to those scoundrels. They stopped the episode right there. I was like, Oh god, what happened? And then the next episode, she basically came with her dramatic self. But Sam, what do you think? Um, is a no, a woman is not supposed to propose to a man. Um, I don't, I don't care how woke you are. Um, it, it's not, I don't think it's right. For what a man, for who a man is and how he sees things, um, it's very important that you allow him to make that choice. I mean, if you said that, okay, you choose me, I also want to choose you, but you choose me by saying yes. You don't choose me by going on these two and asking me to marry you, you know? Yeah. And even, it goes beyond, I remember listening to um, um, Jackie Hill Perry. She has this podcast with her husband, and they talked about um, how, you know, they got together and she mentioned this 
um, situation where she liked him for like almost a year and she never told him when they were friends. And, and they talked about how it was very important that she never told him that he got to that point by himself. Because once you tell him, then it's going to affect, you know, how he makes his own choice about you. Um, mm-hmm. And for the most part, yeah, asking a guy, for example, asking a guy out, you know, or, you know, asking a guy to be, you know, your boyfriend or whatever, um, it could go against you, trust mm-hmm. me. Because a man has yes. to make his own choice. He has to, you know, you could lay the grounds and everything, but don't do it. Don't go on your knees. Um, if you want him to propose to you, you could, you know, you know, drop some hints here and there or whatever. I don't know, but don't go on your knees.